I will be interviewing Tina Robinette, also known as Tina Fights Fire. I'm so excited for this interview. She's one of my favorite people on Snapchat. So now you know one of my favorite Friday events and you know one of my favorite Snapchatters. Tina Fights Fire will be answering our questions shortly. And if you have any questions for her, be sure to call in and I'll ask her those questions. So in a follow-up episode, I can answer those questions based on what she says, or maybe she will answer them herself. Hello. Hey, Tina. It's Allison. Hey, Allison. How are you? I am fine. Well, I could make this our test call or we could dive right into the interview. Does it sound good to you? Sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm trying to get away from the kids screaming right now. I don't know if you can hear them in the background. Do you want me to call but, back? Uh, no, I'm good. No, if you're good, I'm good. I'm I'm walking up to the swings up here to get away from them. <laughs> I love background noise. It makes a life. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> no, well, but I'm good. You go right ahead. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Um, well, I've told people about your um, your Snap Day, your, your hashtag event, but I want people to know a little bit more about you. So I guess my first question is about that name that you chose, Tina Fights Fire. Where did that come from? Well, actually, uh, 16 years ago, I became a firefighter. And it was time for me to open up a new Yahoo email address. (laughs) So I decided that Tina Fights Fire would be suitable for me and it kind of worked because at the time I was an active firefighter and it was something that fit me and a lot of people may not know but I did not become a firefighter until I was 33 years old. Wow. So I kind of liked it and then I went into the inspection side of the business as a fire marshal And it still stuck with me because even though I may not be now actively running into burning buildings to actually fight fire, I fight fire differently now by trying to prevent them. Mm -hmm. And so I just stuck with it. So I've actually had that name. Let's see. I know I've had it for 15 years. I don't know if the first year that I was doing firefighting and fire marshalling, if I had started it then, but I know that I've had the name for 15 years. And um, I, of course, migrated from Yahoo to Gmail. um, Okay. But I've kept it. So uh, that's how I got the name. It was because I was an active firefighter, and then I became a fire marshal, and I'm technically still fighting fires. I was going to say, what did you do before you became a firefighter? I was in corporate America. Wow. And then what I something... did before, yeah, what I did before I became a firefighter was is I managed several different staffing companies where I hired people for other companies for a living. Okay. And so I was technically in the corporate world for 
about 10 years prior to becoming a firefighter, but then when I joined the fire service, I loved it so much. And I joined the fire service actually after 9-11. That's the reason why I joined. I see, yeah, yeah. Were there a lot of new firefighters at the time? There were. After 9-11 occurred and after we lost 343 firefighters and first responders in the tragedy, there were a lot of people who signed up to become firefighters, police officers, rescue personnel. Uh, my husband and I being two of them, our, our local volunteer fire department put up a sign, volunteers wanted, and we decided that since we were unable to support, you know, monetarily at the time that we would support by giving our service as a volunteer. So we actually joined a volunteer fire department, became certified interior firefighters, fell in love with it. I went on to become a fire marshal. My husband went on to become an actual firefighter. Uh, he got a job as a firefighter and I actually got a job as a fire marshal. And we stayed in, I'm still in the fire service. My husband's retired now. But after 9-11, there were a lot of people that signed up to help out. Well, I personally want to thank you and your husband. I know I jokingly refer to him as Mr. Fights Fire. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you very much for your service. I mean, yeah, money works, but putting your, your body on the line to save people, to me, that's that's commendable and more valuable than money. Thank you. It was, um, you know, honestly, when I did it at 33, I wish I had done it when I was 18. Yeah. Uh, when I went through my fire classes, I was going through fire classes with 18-year-olds. Wow. Um, I wish I'd done it sooner, but I love the I love the fire service. I still love the fire service, and I plan on retiring from the fire service. Um, it has been a um, awesome experience for the last 16 years. And I, when I first met you on Snapchat. Um, one of the things that you are still doing is reminding people about their smoke detectors every year and doing yeah. safety stuff. So I, I really appreciate that. That's something that people just don't think about, you know. So I, it, And it is. It really is. And I need to do more fire prevention. Um, I used to be really big on Twitter um, that I would do a lot of fire prevention tips on Twitter, and I did that for a long time and actually was able to get a couple of speaking engagements um, off of my Twitter activity. And I have gone away from that some, but I will spam people twice a year when it is change your clock time, and mm -hmm. I will spam all of my Snapchat friends and yep. send them a little meme, which I'm sure you got, um, to remind them that when you change your clocks, you change your batteries. That's one of my biggest things. And so, yeah, I spam people at least twice a year on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe um, with the hashtag thing being so big, we can uh, we could actually post ourselves doing that uh, battery change because it really that does. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to promote that for sure, and uh, and I look forward to you know I, I just love it when people it's your passion to do something and you find a way to make it you know a, a community effort on Snapchat. Um, which leads me, of course, to something that you're popular for, which is uh, One Take Tuesday, right? One Take Snap. Take Two Tuesday. Take Two Tuesday, yeah. Well, people call it OTS. <laughs> OTS, they call it One Take Snaps for some reason, oh. and, and I don't know where it started, which is great, but um, 
when people started doing bloopers, when they started messing up on Snapchat, um, somehow it got around that it was called One Take Snaps, and it's kind of caught on across all of Snapchat. You hear everybody talking about One Take Snaps or OTS, and that's great. And that's what we still use uh, to this day. It's just that with what I do with Take Two Tuesday is – about eight months ago, I had so many bloopers that I thought, hey, this will be fun to share on Snapchat. So I decided on Take Two Tuesday, I'm going to show you my bloopers because I had to take two, and that's where it kind of came from. So about eight uh-huh. months ago, I started showing my bloopers on Tuesday, and they were just of me, and I messed up a ton. I still mess up a ton. Um, <laughs> but as I started showing these on Tuesdays every week, I said, hey, this is a thing. And so one day I shouted out and said, if you've got any bloopers, send them to me. If you've got any one-take snaps, this is actually what it, people refer to it, send it to me. And people started sending me their one-take snaps, and it kind of took off. And I'm really surprised at the amount of participation that I have. I actually love being able to share everybody's bloopers and one-take snaps on Tuesdays. And it has grown immensely. And I just think it's 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 a fun thing. It's a good thing to bring your community together, and it's also a way to get people to laugh when maybe they really need that laugh. Um, and I've gotten a lot of people that look forward to Tuesdays now. So I'm in it. I'm in it for the long term, and I absolutely love doing it. Oh, I look forward to it every week. Um, and there's always, I mean, there's always a bunch that make you laugh, but there's always that one where you're just hysterical laughing over it. I think Eddie um, did one where he, he, he did say yeah. something and he got himself all mixed up. He's like, wait, wait a minute. He's like, oh, wait, what? Yeah. It's, and it's <laughs> funny because when they realize that they mess up and one of the one of the best things, and I shared this two weeks ago, one of the best things I love about it now is when people mess up, they'll go, Tina, this is coming to you. So yes. I've got them even thinking about me when they mess up so they know. And, and I'll be honest that with, the people thinking of me, it's because when I watch snaps and I see somebody mess up, then I will I will chat them and go, hey, you need to send this to me for Tuesday. And mm-hmm. that's how I've been able to grow this is because I watch snap stories on a regular basis. And as I see somebody screw up, then I'll send them a chat and go, hey, that one's mine, or send it to me, or ha, 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 it's mine. And so then now they've mm-hmm. just gotten used to sending it to me. I think that one of the the benefits of something like Take Two is that I, we always want to be perfect, and I think this allows us to just be human. We laugh at each other. We laugh at ourselves. It's not such a big deal to make a mistake, and we can have fun with it. You know, what do you think? I think it's a great thing, and you're correct. It's laughing at others' mistakes because a lot of people – Previous to my Take Two Tuesdays that are within my SNAP community would just delete it. They wouldn't even save it. They would be like, oh, my gosh, I messed up. I've got to redo it. And they may Uh redo a SNAP five times. And (laughs) now they have a place that they can share their their mess-ups, that they can laugh at it, along with allowing other people to show everybody that, hey, we're human. We mess up just like everyone else does. And... I'm going to show you exactly what I, you know, what I did, and I'm going to let you laugh at me. So it's kind of a twofold. Um, they're not only saying it's okay to mess up, 
but they're they're now also saying it's okay for you to laugh at me because I screwed up, which I think is wonderful. <laughs> I do too. So what else do you use Snapchat for? Well, I started out, I've been on Snapchat for over two years. I want to say about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started out sending silly pictures to my family members and my, my two best friends. <laughs> That's all it was used for. Um, and not this past spring, but the spring before, I was I had a friend on Snapchat that had, you know, shared his code, I think, on Facebook or Instagram or something, and I added him. And he went to, believe it or not, he went to Vegas. And he was at a um, some type of social media event in Vegas. And that was the time that Periscope was really new and huge, and a lot of people were scoping. And there were a lot of Periscope people at this social media event. But when he got there, he started sharing snap codes on Snapchat, and I started adding people because I was like, oh, my God, there's other people on Snapchat. And as I started adding people, I started finding out that there were people on Snapchat that were snapping things that I was really interested in, whether it be art, uh, there was gardening, there were Mm -hmm. animals, there were travel, and I was like, oh, my gosh, there's so many people out here. And I just kept adding people. And as you add a person, then they'll share a code, and you add that person. It's kind of like this domino effect. And I really started growing my Snapchat uh, a year and a half ago by this one person going to a social media event in Vegas. And it it snowballed for me. I have met tons of people on Snapchat that I consider some of my best friends now. Mm -hmm. And... Mm -hmm. I I was snapping, once I started seeing that there was a community, I did start doing fire prevention tips. I did start joining in on things like uh, feed the hunger, feed the home, mm, I just lost the, yeah, Katie, uh, hunger has a face. There we go. Uh, (laughs) When she did her hunger has a face uh, two summers ago, and I started getting involved, and then we had Jason who started playing games on his Snapchat, yeah. which was, you know, it's so much fun. And mm-hmm. then as I was playing the games or doing the Hunger Has a Face or whatever the, you know, the week of, you know, the Snapchat week theme was, then people started adding me. And you just, you start building your community, and you find those that you click with, and you find those that you don't. And yeah. the great thing about Snapchat is, is if you don't click with someone, you can easily remove them and move on. And they can do the same thing to you because we're not all the same cup of tea. Yep. Yeah. And you find those that you can really connect with and really build a community with. And that's what I was able to do, which I think is phenomenal. It really is. I, um, I wanted to ask about the whole age thing because I'm older. I'm not, you know, in my 20s or 30s or even my 40s anymore. I'm now 51. And uh, so many people on Snapchat in my community, I guess, of friends are 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and I'm pretty sure one of them is in his 70s. What about mm-hmm. you? What do you think about age, you know, people thinking that Snapchat is mainly kids? I think that 
as long as you are comfortable with what you're doing, regardless of your age, then it will fit your needs. I'm 49. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have friends on Snapchat that are older than I am and that are much younger than I am. However, if you build your community and you're selective about who you want in that community, then you can get a lot of benefit out of Snapchat. And as I said earlier, there are so many people on here that are sharing really good, interesting, and great information. You can find Mm -hmm. out how to plant a garden by watching someone who does that on Snapchat. I have watched beekeepers on Snapchat. I have watched people, well, you know, like the pond digger. The pond digger is awesome because he brings you pond pro pond tips, pond pro tips. Um, you know, and that's what he does. He builds his business by sharing what he does, what his passion is. Yeah. So my yeah. suggestion to yeah. those that are older, because, you know, I have young kids. I have an 11-year-old who has a Snapchat account. A lot of people may frown on that, but it is definitely regulated um, and watched, trust me. But <laughs> he has all of his 11, 12-year-old friends on there that he does silly faces with. Um, I have a 20-year-old daughter who thinks that I'm really stupid on Snapchat, to be honest with you, and that's that's fine. Um, And I have a 22-year-old son who has Snapchat but doesn't utilize it. Um, Right. But they have their own, you know, you build your own community. They have their own friends, and as anyone of any age, uh, what is it, Clifford? Clifford's in his 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Clifford's amazing, and he utilizes Snapchat to show you around where he is and show you his beautiful church. And I yeah. just think watching that is just awesome. You learn so much. And it not only allows you to learn about these people, but you can connect. I feel like personally you can connect with more people on Snapchat I have friends in Australia, in Ireland, in South America, in France, in the U.K., in Amsterdam. I have friends all over those places that I talk to almost on a daily basis. And if it wasn't for Snapchat, I would not have those connections, and I would not be able to find out. I've had conversations with many of them about the differences between the United States and their country and how they Mm -hmm. look at things and how – we here in the United States look at things, and I think it's phenomenal. And if it hadn't have been for Snapchat, I would not have been able to meet these people or learn about their culture. Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, obviously I love that part of Snapchat, but I think one important thing that you said is that you build your own community. So even if you thought that Snapchat was, you know, only for kids, you don't even ever have to interact with any of them. Because your exactly. community is going to be, yeah, the people that you know and the people they connect you to, just like you talked about. And pretty soon you have a community filled with people who you can relate to. So it, And you, it really is- you have to be, yeah, you have to be selective, too. You will get, you know, if you're on Snapchat and you start building your community, and let's say you allow your code to be shared, you may have people that add you that may not be somebody that you want in your community. And that's where you have to learn to try to talk to the person or watch their stories that they post and Mm -hmm. also learn what the unfriend and the block button is. 
Um, That's right. It's social media. And if somebody gets their feelings hurt because you don't like their content, you don't take that personally. You remove them, you block them, and you move on. Uh, And the same thing goes for for you. If somebody doesn't like your content and if somebody doesn't like what you post, they have that option of unfriending and blocking as well. And And nobody should ever get upset over that. It's just, you know, it's that whole comment, you know, that old saying, different strokes for different folks, and that's the way I look at it. Um, and, and I'll give you an example. I just recently had a friend unfriend me, and we had chatted for probably six months. I have no clue why they unfriended me. I have um, – I did try to reach out to them to say, hey, is there something that I did that caused you to unfriend me, and I wasn't able to because, you know, they I didn't have them on any other social medias, and they didn't respond to my message. And I said, okay, great. I understand that I'm not your cup of tea, and mm-hmm. instead of dwell on it, you just move on and go forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's so many people out there that you won't be dwelling on the ones you lost because they were gone for a reason, and you right. want to connect with people who you can, you know, relate with. So, yeah, I um, I want to kind of end the interview on a positive note. So my question to you is, um, let's see, how about what is your favorite hashtag event besides your own? Besides my own, my favorite hashtag event, there are so many. I know. Um, well, there's... Wow, what is my favorite hashtag event? I love Tazzle Tuesdays with Big Taz on Tuesdays because then we can be silly and pull our hair up on top of our head (laughs) and, you know, take a selfie. Everybody just loves selfies. Yeah. Uh, But I also love, and there's not just one particular, but I love the trivia. We have Trivia Tuesdays with Slayer. We have Fun Fact Trivia with Mark. Uh, whenever somebody plays a trivia game, I think that is um, awesome. Oh, and um, movie trivia with uh, on Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. That is so much fun because you learn other things. And yeah. one of the things that I love is, is learning. I love to learn new things. So I think it's phenomenal when people play the trivia games. I think that's my all-time best. Not one in particular person. I think all the way Billy. Billy does the movie trivia on Wednesdays. Um, But I think that the trivia games are the best for me. Yeah. And it's so funny when we talk about events or we talk about people that we know so many in common. I mean, that's what the community building is all about. So, you know, maybe somebody who's listening is thinking, I don't know who Jason is. I don't know who, you know, Dez is or whoever. Well, join us. Come on to Snapchat. Exactly. How can they they add you to their account? They can add me. I am at Tina Fights Fire. Um, So they can add me on Snapchat. Uh, All you've got to do is go into your settings, go into add friends, add by username, and type in Tina Fights Fire, and I will come up. and feel free to join me. I um, I mainly do take two Tuesdays. The rest of my stuff is just random stuff that I do. Um, I share about my life, about my kids, 
I'm married. Uh, I have four kids. I live in the country. I work in the city. Uh, so I just share about random stuff. But Tuesdays uh, is what I have spurred as the funniest day on Snapchat. <laughs> and I think you're right. And if you guys want to add me, it's at World Harmony or at Snapdays underscore bot. Either or. So thank you so much, Tina. This was an awesome interview, and you're an awesome interviewee. Thank you, Allison. I really appreciate it. I'm honored to be on. Well, thank you, and I will be connecting with you and sending my bloopers to you. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a great evening, and thank you. Thank you, Allison. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. I want to thank Tina for an awesome interview and I encourage you all to follow her. She's good people and we could all use good people in our lives.